Yo, this is the ancient Texan. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about immigrants and the drug blame circle. I'm going to have a picture of this drawn, a little uh, diagram to tell you where I'm coming from. Anyway, I'd like to try to look at the immigration problem not from the point of view of blaming anybody, but just trying to kind of understand how complicated it is and who all the players are and what's happening. Um, it's not an easy problem. I'm not suggesting that I'm the smart guy that knows how to understand it. But I do, but I do see things as systems and how they all fit together. I was kind of a process slash systems engineer all my life. And I have a little bit of a gift, I think, you know. You know, ask me, and of course I'll tell you. I've got a little bit of a gift for seeing a system. So, you know, what we concentrate on is what happens at the border. But what's but what's the backstory? Let's start with the drug cartels, uh, Guatemala, any Latin American country, Mexico, that you want to take. What do drug cartels do? They sell drugs. That's their number one product. Um, these drugs mostly come to America where they kind of destroy American homes. Uh, Addicts are one of the products that we get from these drugs. What happens to the addicts? Well, they can end up dead. They can end up in treatment and be saved. Some of them are saved and go back in a circle and, you know, become addicts again. Some are switched to alternative drugs. Some go to prison, become prisoners. That's mostly blacks and Hispanics. Whites don't get bothered too much. Um, the addicts send a whole lot of money, like hundreds of billions of dollars, back to the drug cartels. So the drug cartels can make more drugs. Of course, they also buy a lot of guns from the states. And they cause a lot of violence in their home countries. So another product of the drug cartel is violence. And what do they do? Like drugs destroy homes in the U.S. The violence destroys homes uh, in Latin America. And also drugs. Uh, makes it a really bad place to leave. And so these houses these homes that are destroyed uh, kick out refugees. The refugees come to the border uh, trying to escape where they're at, go to America. Why would you go anywhere else? Um, once they get through the border, go into detention, and since they can't contain them all, most of those are set free, and they go out into the States. A few go into processing. 
a few of the ones that went free and went out to the states come back for processing. Most of them just stay there. Um, every once in a while in processing, we, in fact, most of the time we reject people and we get returned refugees or rejected refugees that sent, go back to their destroyed homes in the country they came from. Can you picture this? Everything's going in a circle. People are leaving their homes in Latin America, going across the border, then being sent back to their homes. Drugs are sent to the U.S., kill people, um, but a lot of money is sent back. Uh, that money is you know, used for more drugs and more violence and to buy more guns from from America. It's a great business for the drunk gun guys. It's a great business for the drug cartels. One, one thing that kind of stops this circle is when you get the drugs being sent to America, some people are given, uh, there's several routes out. One, people die. Some go into treatment, that kind of cuts the drug pipeline. Some are given alternative drugs, legal alternative drugs, and some go to prison. The only route on there that really cuts, um, I guess there's two routes on there that really hurts the drug cartels. One is people going into treatment and being saved and you know putting their lives back together and the other is people that are given alternative uh, legal drugs aside from that I don't know anything that stops this whole thing and, you know we're arguing about the border and the wall and stuff well that that really is not uh, where most of the people most people come through legal channels they come through an open gate an open door now, there are other options. I mean, we could change the law, but I don't see the Democrats and Republicans working together to do that. We could increase the amount of judges that are used for processing people. I don't see our two parties getting together to do that. Um, so, that to me only leaves two possible routes to end this whole thing. One is up in our treatment of people with, with drugs. Um, our two is providing um, legal drugs as an alternative to uh, the drug cartels. Now, usually when you think of legal drugs, you're thinking of um, Suboxone or there's another one. Uh, started with an M. Those two synthetic drugs that people, methadone, that people were given that would take away the cravings but not give them the high. Well, most people that are addicted are no longer working for the high. They're working to avoid the pain of addiction. So, uh, although we currently think of methadone and some oxals, you know, we don't want to give a person a high. We just want to you know, break their dependence on an illegal drug. I'm not sure much matters. 
if you break whatever drug that you give them that takes place of the illegal drug, stops the cash flow to the drug cartels, stops the billions they have to buy guns and cause violence. That, to me, seems the most straightforward way of uh, dealing with this. Of course, we, there's one other route that might help help out. Um, I'm convinced that most people that have drug problems are suffering from some form or another of mental illness. They're they're depressed. They're down. They're nervous, anxious, and I'm not a psychiatrist or a therapist, but uh, the people I know that got addicted to drugs are all uh, struggling, and we might, you know, up the game here with mental health in this country make it uh, affordable and covered by insurance and get rid of the stigma of going and getting mental health so I'm going to post this picture and I want you to look at how everything's going in a circle drugs, money guns people, refugees um they're big circles everything's going in. Um, and if you pick any part of the circle and try to stop it, um, it's probably just going to take another route. Um, so I, I want you to kind of stare at the photo that comes along with this, and I'll put a link into it. And see that, you know, we're, as a country, causing the problems that come back and bite us in the ass. By not dealing with drugs and the problems that we're having with drugs, we're transferring that problem to other countries. And then that problem is coming back over here and biting us in the ass. And until we square up and face drugs as a country and face the problems behind drugs like anxiety and depression and even, you know, people that are partying hardy are probably, most of the time they're escaping something, self-medicating. Do we belly up to the bar and deal deal with our drug problem we're going to have an immigration problem and we can put the dam up one place and hold it back but and just build up pressure and come back and still bite us in the ass and I don't think this is one party is responsible I think this is our country and we're not dealing with it And I don't really think blaming one party or the other is going to help us solve it. I don't think 
blaming addicts is going to help us solve it. I don't think blaming the refugees or blaming you know the courts because they don't process them fast enough or blaming the border patrol because they get overwhelmed and don't take care of things well or bring blaming Trump for his policies even though I think they're kind of crazy at times um, so that's my bias speaking but I don't think blaming any one person and is a gonna get us very far we have to belly up to the bar as a country and deal with our drug problem and get serious about it or we're always going to have refugees anyway this is the ancient Texan hoping you'll think about this and think about what we could do as Americans to address these problems have a good day namaste